Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Property World Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined once again by Helen Chorley. Helen, great to have you back. Oh, thanks for being here, Will. Love these chats. And we're going to go into Helen's background briefly, but what the main thing we're going to cover is non-executive directors and uh, what they are, how how they work, uh, who needs them, who are they, uh, and, and maybe a little bit more. Uh, Helen is a non-executive director of uh, a couple of companies, um, but as a quick introduction, uh, she's also uh, one of the co-founders of Property Sisters, uh, which you can check out on YouTube. She uh, comes out of investment banking background, but is a full-time property investor, uh, primarily on a debt basis with SME uh, development projects primarily. Uh, her involvement in the property TV uh, series uh, that are, you can check out on either Sky or YouTube, Property Elevator and uh, the, the property, property graduate. graduate. Yeah. Yeah. So, Helen, um, what, what is a non-executive director and, and what, what's the context for a, um, a, a, a small company and how does it work in a big company context? Okay, it's it's a kind of a very posh title for effectively what is an external advisor, so a board advisor, so somebody that's looking at how the company operates, what their strategy is, what the goals are, kind of even in the internal structures and the kind of relationships kind of going on internally, how all that operates. And the beauty of having an NED or, you know, an external independent advisor is that they are not kind of bogged down with the day to day. Well, a politics, which even in small companies, you know, as you know, there's politics, isn't there? But the day to day running. So, you know, you know, daily tasks and kind of the operations uh, and all that, the stuff that that can occupy a lot of time and a lot of mental space for people, for um, business owners and for people working in the business. You get somebody that that doesn't have um, kind of those issues kind of clouding their vision. They bring, you know, then normally they've been experienced in, in other areas. So perhaps businesses of their own, or, you know, as you know, my, my background mm-hmm. is finance and banking and bring in a different perspective because, you know, the, the, the entire word objectivity says that, doesn't it? It mm-hmm. gives a perspective that you cannot have yourself. And, you know, it's not to kind of change or um, 
um, what I'm trying to say. It's not. To, it's to just bring in that different perspective, but they they can see things. An outside, independent view of, of of what's going on versus what should be going on. Exactly. I think you know sometimes, particularly founders, and and, and as I say, the, the two companies that I work with are startups. You know, they're driven, enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. You know, super people. I love working with them, but because all their energy, time, thought is going into this and their business, you know, they are single focused. They are powering ahead in kind of one direction. And actually, what you need is somebody to just say. Are you sure this is right? Have you thought about this? Have you looked at these risks? And just kind of give you almost like a reality check. So it, it's kind of future proof in the business. It's just making you double check your assumptions. And it's working out if actually the strategies and the things you are doing on a day-to-day -day basis, if they are really going to get you to where you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And what, what additional things uh, outside the business can a non-exec bring? And I understand that it will vary from uh, individual to individual. I think network is, is a huge one and connections. You know, the, the NED types are normally um, generally kind of tend to be more mature. We'll use mature rather than older. Um, and so have a very decent kind of network, whether that be, you know, for example, with me, with fellow investors or um, other finance people, um, you know, whatever kind of their professional background is, they probably have a wealth of other people that can be tapped into. So even if they don't know the answer to questions, and that is one of the other mm -hmm. Um, main roles, I would say, is something that I very much do. I'm there as an independent person to bounce ideas off. Mm -hmm. So they can float ideas. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about that. What do you think? Rather than, um, and, and, and basically have it listened to and not shot down um, by people with kind of a vested interest in the company. And that's not to sound sinister. That's mm -hmm. just people in the company Kind of sometimes but they, they get a commitment bias sometimes to uh, what what they've uh, their view of the world basically exactly and having somebody independent gives that space that capacity which a lot of the people I work with and we've talked about this before are creators on the wealth dynamics kind of framework so they have all these ideas and sometimes you need somebody external to to float all these ideas with shoot down the ones that are real non-starters and then explore sensibly the ones that do have legs together mm -hmm. so so you're um you're involved in opara uh, which yes. uh is a um a, I suppose it's a couple of tiers of a, a business. You've, you've got a, a tech platform for finding uh, large volume property. Uh, so it's a fund level uh, property finder, basically. Yeah. And you've got a, a, a series of property funds forming underneath, which um, while you're calling it a startup, it's a, it's a big scale of a, a business with, uh, some pretty serious people involved. Um, oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, so so yeah. Toby, I've met Toby Wild. He's a um, uh, he's a, a energetic, great thinker. I think, uh, and, and very well connected as well. Yes, um, he really is. Yeah, he. Well, how, how do you how do you find managing um, uh, the the personal dynamics within the boardroom and that 
that context because you've got some smart, ambitious, uh, and I, I wouldn't say Toby's got a, a big ego, but he's confident uh, in his own space. Uh, yeah. How do you deal with that uh, as an outsider coming in, you know, one or two days a month? I think it's, you raise a really good point. I think it's really important that any advisors that people take on, that there's a good kind of personality match. You know, and I've known Toby through the property sector for a number of years. Um, and they brought me on initially kind of at, with the investor hat on, if you will. And I've stayed on with that uh, perspective, but also kind of, you know, the wider, like the sounding board um, role as well. And you know, I, I'm kind of, I'm not kind of managing anything in the in the day to day stuff, um, but the relationship is just. I think there has to be. I think the fundamental principle there. I think you have to start with mutual respect, mm -hmm. and be very clear what you are bringing to the table, and also from his perspective what he expects. Mm -hmm. And if that works for both of you, then you're you've got a really good footing you've got a really good start you know a place to go from um and yeah and and you know I, I can chat to Toby as you know as you know he likes to chat I can chat to Toby for hours because we are these very different um um personalities and again I'm mentioning world dynamics I talk about that a lot don't I but I can see you know I can understand where He's going, what his challenges are. And I understand that basically I've worked with creators for most of my career, whether that be in banking, in property, whatever it's been, because the creator profile really needs that trader profile to be able to say, right, this is the next step. This is what we need to think about. They have the old, all the ideas and we're the more practical kind of element. So I knew um, you know, I could recognize a creative profile a mile off. So I knew we were going to work well together and I knew that would be very complimentary. So when they asked me, it was, you know, an automatic yes from me. And a, a trader is, uh, is traditionally someone who's thinking about uh, this deal now. What, 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 what yes. do we need to, to get this deal done now? Yeah, and, it's different. And, 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 the, and that, that's required. You, you need to do this deal to to get the uh, the month's numbers, to get the quarter's numbers, to get the, the annual result, to get the uplift. Now, yeah. in terms of what, what do you, if you had to quantify the impact on value, um, how, how would you, you do that? Uh, so as an external investor uh, looking at a company that has a non-exec director and one that doesn't, what, what's the difference? That's a really good question. And I guess it depends what, or, or if there are any parameters given, if the company is trying to get to, I don't know, a certain level of investment, or maybe they're trying to raise seed capital, then you know you have the numbers that you're working around there. But for some people, it could just be they want to improve kind of the number of clients, the number of customers that, that they've got. I know I have friends who with marketing backgrounds and their NEDs, they want to gain greater exposure or have more um, kind of input, a more consistent strategy around marketing. So they're looking to raise, you know, followers on social media, for example. So depending on what the objective of the company is, the parameters need to be set kind of around that. And mm -hmm. that's where you get the clarity from. 
And, and so that that's internally. But as a, a like, if you had a, a a two two companies that are identical situations, identical profit numbers, yeah, and one had a non-exec and one didn't, what? Why would you choose one over the other? Um, as I think, an um, external investor looking in. Sure, I think with the the NED, the, what you look for when you know inviting an NED in is you're looking for credibility that they can bring. I think that's really um, kind of the bottom line. It's why they tend to be older or they tend to have experience that is relevant to either your business, and they don't need to be the same sector at all. Mm-hmm. That that's not a that's not a you know a kind of a prerequisite, but they need to be bringing value from from something they either need to have you know started businesses or they can bring you know whatever kind of experience or real world experience mm-hmm. they have that can add credibility to what you are trying to achieve. Um, I think that that shows that shows that that a company is kind of open minded, they are willing to listen, they are willing to learn, they are willing to take advice. Um, and again, it's it's something that I used to ask developers, just taking it onto kind of that level, something I used to ask developers when I first started. If I invested with a new developer, you know, people people would assume that I wouldn't invest with a first time time developer. I would, but I wanted to know who was their mentor, what training have they done, who were they connected to, such that if and when things go wrong, and it is normally a when, mm-hmm. they had somebody to go to, somebody to ask, somebody's, you know, they had lots of opportunity to get advice and get them out of whatever problems they they came across it's exactly the same with an NED Mm -hmm. they are your resource for oh my god this has gone wrong or oh my god like we need to solve this problem you know who can you connect me to how can we help here and um yeah I mean that's much more difficult to kind of quantify kind of parameters wise but it's absolutely invaluable in Mm -hmm. terms of getting input and bringing um, you know, advice and a different perspective to a company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's a, um, in uh, the public stock markets at the moment, there's a ongoing debate around non-executive directors. So the London Stock Exchange uh, have, have requirements for their governance standards that there's a certain portion uh, of uh, non-execs on the board. Um, and uh, some people uh, say that that that's an absolute shouldn't change. Uh, other other people uh, inside the companies are saying, uh, wh- wh- why do we need need them? Do we need as many of them? Uh, I, my my two cents worth is um, I, I think there you know as a minimum there should be one in a uh, in an external board as a minimum, um, and, and then you bring that down into a uh, SME property development or property investment business, uh, I, I think that it's a smart move to have uh, someone from the outside uh, and, and there's different structures that that can be yes. uh, implemented. And people, uh, people sometimes have uh, executive coaches or coaches or mentors. Yeah, uh, That's very different because what the role of the non-exec director is, is effectively... Uh, it's working on the company uh, yes. as opposed to just the personality or the uh, the nuances of uh, the CEO or the 
you know, uh, the individual director. And yeah. uh, because there's a, there tends to be a continuity over time where you've got, uh, you've got monthly meetings, say, and there's a, uh, there's a cycle. Uh, your, your, um, and your role, as you put it, that the governance role, uh, I think that's enormous because, um, and I, I think about my myself here. Um, I, I try and surround myself in any venture with people who are good at all the stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I I can't open Excel. Um, <laughs> I, I might be might be fantastic at analysing it. I might be uh, able to model things. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm not that person. Uh, it, equally, uh, some people are not into marketing at all. Uh, yeah. They've got no concept of, uh, you know, lifetime relationships of reoccurring revenue. They've got no, no idea about how uh, things that uh, can be done differently uh, if they haven't experienced it themselves. And, and that outside um, pair of eyes, I, I think, is enormous. Um, picking the yeah, right one. What, what, what would you what would be your advice to a company that was thinking about you know should we get someone like this what how would we identify what we're looking for how would we find them how would we um, effectively select them and and onboard them so it's a, it's a success because uh, it, it's like it's like one of these things that you can you can waste not only uh, quite a bit of money, but waste an yes. enormous amount of time and resource yes. if you don't get that right fit. That's that's so true. And I think something that you said is a really good kind of starting point. But so what you said was about looking for somebody who brings skills that you don't have. So there's that is a definitely great starting point, but you have to remember this person isn't going to be working in your business day to day. So don't fill an NED position with a role that you actually need a day to day person. Be very clear about that because you're going to have the NED for like exactly one or two days a month. That's it. Um, but there has to be something complementary. I would really go, I would look at Wealth Dynamics and I would bring in people that complement you on that just by the sheer kind of diversification of the way your mind works is going to help. Uh, credibility, we've already mentioned. And actually going back to something that you said about, you know, what's the optimum number of NEDs? Do you have none or do you have 10? Or what's that person's intention and what's their incentive? Because I think a lot of the, like, the public companies and actually even individual people, I, I happen to, to know one of them who had a lot of, uh, he had the most non-exec um, non directorships at one point in the UK and came in for a lot of criticism because it's very nice to just walk around and pick up a paycheck every month for a day's work, right? Um, but why are they doing that? They have to really believe that they can bring value and they are making a change. Um, they, they're going to improve, they're going to add something uh, by, by doing that role. I, I think if, you know, somebody is hoping to pick up a check, you know, for, you know, a day's work a month and, and isn't really that bothered, that keen, that, that invested in, in, in the outcome or the people, I think they really have to, or, or I certainly, this is the way I would do it. I have to believe in the person and what they're trying to achieve. And that's not to say I always have to agree with every decision that they make, but I have to be listened to, I have to be respected, and I really have to know that I'm making a difference. 
Um, and, and, you know, I say this very much with developers and investors or private investors, you know, a de developer should, should quiz and almost, you know, interview an investor as much as an investor does due diligence on the developer. Um, I think that's the same with companies and NEDs. It's, mm -hmm. well, why do you think, what are you going to bring? Justify their position. Now you have to be a little more diplomatic <laughs> around right. that probably because you're asking somebody to come in and help you who is kind of probably firmly established already, uh, but it has to be a good, a good match. Mm -hmm. and, and in terms of uh, strategy, um, what, what do you think the role of a non-exec director should be? I think exactly like you were saying earlier, it has to be, it's that high level perspective. It's not getting bogged down in the minutiae of, of, of the day-to-day -day stuff. It has to be, okay, we see where we're, we're, we're aiming for kind of longer term. What are those steps in between? And do it, and, and almost sometimes like call in the points at which you're like, actually, is this still the right thing? Do we need to pivot? It's, so it's somebody that has the, um, because they are independent, can say, is this still working? Is this really still working for you? Can ask those difficult questions and can kind of open up that conversation of, I wrote an article recently, um, it was the December Property Investor News mm -hmm. about the Abilene paradox. I don't know if you've heard of that. But it's where there's group thinking and everybody agrees to a group action, even though actually they personally wouldn't take that and don't agree with the decision. But they think everybody else thinks that, so they'll just go along with it. Well, you see that all the time in companies, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you have somebody that that can that that isn't bound to that group in terms of you know having to kind of conform and having to to play the game and you know play the politics game even if they have the freedom to say really is this still working is this still right is this still what we want to do um then that's invaluable and and stops a lot of mistakes stops a lot of you know lemmings going over cliffs well it's a pleasure having you on again hell um, so I'm Will Mallard. This is My Property World podcast. Uh, Helen Chorley, non-executive director. Um, oh, oh, we, we need. To, uh, how how would someone get hold of you? Your LinkedIn profiles, yes. uh, probably the easiest way. Uh, it is. With, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So Helen Chorley, and you you can uh, you can check her out in the the notes on the podcast. Thanks, Will. Welcome to My Property World, a light and informative look at all things property. We have designed this series for people involved in property and property finance in the UK market. However, we do take examples from all around the property world. Our aim is for us to make money from property together. Whether that be buying, selling, financing, trading or getting involved in a deal in another way. We do this by informing, entertaining and enjoying ourselves talking property, which gives you a chance to get to know us, what we're up to and to check us out until you're ready to make money together. In the meantime, My Property World is free and fun, so plug in your headphones and enjoy. We would love for you to like, share and comment, so please do on social media. And if you have questions, ideas for topics or deals you would like to explore, we're always looking for guests, so get in touch via the My Property World profile.